You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. <laughs> oh, got him. I did get him. <laughs> like, if your girls had those nipples, like, you would be totally fine sucking And you know it. Can I see you again one more time? No. <laughs> you're, you're just trying to use me for my body. Yes. And I don't like yes, that. Need your help with something over here. Content Tybo. He's the guy, man. This is all that content. Your top all your, the your top five dance moves better be in a fucking leotard, dude. No, I mean, come on. It's 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 an expensive production, all right? Like it's <laughs> <laughs> we have gone so far over budget. Is, is it in 4K? Yes. 3D? 70. We're, that's millimeter. what we're working on. That's, that's actually <laughs> what is stopping the whole production is the 3D part. It's coming to IMAX our, 4D. Our, <laughs> our engineers <laughs> quit in the middle of it and we had to pick it up with some new with some new blood. You gonna tell the people a little bit about it? Is it is it close to coming out? It's we've coming been, soon. We've been teasing soon. it this whole no. time. I'm getting excited for these dance moves, Tybo. I got to see him a little bit at the wedding. Those no, weren't even his top five. Those weren't those were nowhere near my top five. <laughs> <laughs> He's not bringing those out at my wedding. Come on. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> else who wasn't broken out at your wedding. Uh, Taylor Swift is now. 2-0 and as a Chiefs fan. Yeah, the second one was looking dicey, bitch. <laughs> Actually, uh, once once Taylor and Travis's consummation is is confirmed, that's when we'll that's when we'll put out. Um, Stop five dance <laughs> Well, I, I don't mean to I don't mean to burst your bubble there, but there apparently are some rumors that. Travis Kelsey was seen coming out of Taylor's apartment on Monday. Does that mean consummation? I mean, we'll never know. Exactly. So that's nothing right there. We're not getting his dance moves for a little bit now. Damn. Never that close. How did do do you like follow TMD or some shit? Like, what do you? No, I was. I was. I was. Yeah, you know that bit of fucking information. I was listening to the Dan Levitard yeah, show. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to the Dan Levitard show and they had stated something uh, to that extent that they, they had stated that Travis was seen coming out of Taylor's apartment on, on Monday after the game. I mean, which one? She has like three. The biggest, York, so. well, the, <sighs> the biggest gossipers of all this shit is, is the men. The, the goddamn men <laughs> out here talking about how much women talk. That's all that's all these men <laughs> want to do is talk about Travis Kelsey's relationship. Fucking And they're I still going. Wanna, I want to say it. Even but. even less so than <laughs> than the uh than the relationship the, the NFL put on, in their Twitter bio that Swifties are 2 and 0. And now all of NFL Twitter is freaking out. 
I in one of my fantasy leagues, I just traded Justin Jefferson. Uh, it's a three man trade on each side, Justin Jefferson, and, and I got Travis Kelsey in return. Is that it? I traded Justin Jefferson, Dallas Goddard, and Kyle Pitts for Travis Kelsey, Chris Godwin, and, and Terry McLaurin. Uh, oh my goodness! I did it. I give that grade a B minus. C minus. I mean, we'll see. I mean, that other guy got an A plus. I'll tell you that. He only got uh, Justin Jefferson in yeah. his turn. Yeah, Kyle that's Pitts, totally man. That's, that lowers the grade. Dallas, Dallas Goddard and Kyle Pitts, dude. Come on. <laughs> two tight ends? Come on. Who needs two tight ends? You're going to use a tight end for a flex? Not me. I got Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> You think, train, there's, uh, you think there's any validity to uh, to the NFL putting Taylor in uh, in their bio? You think everybody's totally right that the NFL validity? is now just gonna? Yeah, that the 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 conspiracy theory is that the NFL My guy. is is making the Chiefs win. <laughs> Taylor Swift Taylor's is getting, Taylor Swift is getting views. My dude, yeah. like they're they're going to slobber all over her. Th- all right, maybe we. Maybe I should tone it down just a little bit. That was gonna be that was gonna get a little graphic there. They're riding that Not bandwagon YouTube for sure, though, man. They're <laughs> riding that bag. What, what did YouTube say, dude? Free speech, goddammit. <laughs> so you guys agree uh, that the, the NFL is, that is setting up the this. your mom watches this too. So does my mom sometimes. Leaves the moms out of this. We're going, going with the Sunday night football game. Do we have a referee problem in the NFL at this point? We've seen some really bad games this year. We had some really bad games last year. Do we now have an a referee problem? I mean, we've always had a referee problem, but it's highlighting even more. Conversation every year. It seems to get worse every it's, year. Well, it's spotlighted even more because it's in prime time whenever the worst refs are on call. For some odd reason, they have the worst calls in prime time. Is this the NFL's fault? Ever since they had the, the lockout of the refs, yeah. Well, they had are the lockout not, of the refs. Are they but, not paying the refs enough? I mean... I think I the refs get paid a lot of money, but I'll say this: the refs don't get oh, benefits. They're going to go on strike. They, they the refs get well. Here's the reason why they're going on strike: they're part time. They don't get any benefits, so they're not paying the refs enough. I wouldn't say monetarily they're not paying them enough, but they don't get the health insurance. They don't get anything like a normal full time employee would get. So it's not a monetary thing of the money that's hitting their pocket, but so much as it comes to benefits as in health and retirement and things of that nature. Uh, yes. I mean, so the refs just had to form their own union, go on strike again, try to go for some more and promise they'll make better calls at that point. Like we're still going to have shitty refs no matter what at this point. If we're going with chat GPT for actors and writers, we might as well just use robots to call plays. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, the strike is almost over, man. Uh, it, it ain't over until the fat lady sings. They're they're in 
serious talks right now, my guy. Ain't worried about talks until a contract is signed. Yeah. End of paper. Ibo is completely unhinged tonight. I'm so glad you all cannot see the chat. It goes on during some of these recordings. I didn't let the intrusive thoughts win. I slowed myself down. This time. That's what coffee does to a man. No. Nobody knows why why we're laughing. This doesn't make for good airtime. <laughs> Thank you, Tybo. <laughs> you were the cause of this. Should we? Should I just go ahead and go with my top five then? Since why I've derailed us, we haven't even started. You might as you might as well just go ahead. Just are we even recording? <laughs> it's, hang on. It's it's October. Finally, my wife has had Halloween decorations. Uh, around the house since like the middle of August. She usually starts like August 1st. Uh we're lucky she doesn't like start really like, love it. We're lucky she doesn't start right after July 4th. Uh, um but spooky season also brings colder weather. And so instead of it's spooky Florida? season, it's soupy season. Oh. Yeah, I actually I actually uh went in my garage yesterday, opened it up not yesterday, last night. So like it was nighttime. I was like, and my my I thought in my head, I was like, man, my Florida skin's really growing on me because I verbally said out loud, it's chilly. <laughs> 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 and I'm in Florida. Um, <laughs> but back to back to soupy season, guys. Soup. Soup. My wife loves to make soup. Um she Usually kicks off the year by making like white chicken chili, which is it's coming soon. Hold the fuck up. It's time for Tybo's top five. Not your top five, mine. Um, but I have my top five favorite soups. Um she makes two of these on my top five. So shout out, shout out Zoe. She could she could be all over the top five, but I have high standards. Zoe, make them. <laughs> All of them. You don't even like soup. I don't want to hear you. Yeah. I'm trying to help you get your soup, dog. What? No, you don't know. You don't understand soup, man. You don't understand soup. You need to keep your mouth shut this entire time. No soup for you. No soup for you. Fuck soup. I have two honorable mentions. Two. Four fingers, but top five and some. Um, My first honorable mention um, is tomato soup. Nothing too flashy about it, but that tomato soup that was paired with grilled cheese when you were a kid, like, still make that shit. I love it. Tomato soup, like, an ele- even like an elevated, like, tomato bisque, like, it's it's great, but it doesn't quite crack my top five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Next on, I will mention. I don't think I know the name of this soup, but it's the spicy soup next to the egg drop soup at the Chinese buffet. I don't know if it's just spicy egg drop soup or not. I think there's other stuff in it, but that stuff is delicious. 
feels like it's loaded with salt, but it's something about the tangy, sour, little bit of spice. Like, it's great, and I don't know why. I like it a lot. Honorable mention. What soups do you are you guys getting soup at a Chinese buffet at all? Like are you are you trusting it? Or I can't tell you the last time I went to a Chinese buffet. Boring. Live some a little bit. Some soups, but some some buffets to go to, man, are not. Even when I order Chinese food, like I'll I'll get a I'll get it to go soup. You have to, man. Soup's filling all the cracks. He doesn't get it. He does not get it, man. Number five. This is in my wife's rotation of fall and winter soups, and I love it every time it comes around, but it is it is work. You've got to make not tiny meatballs, not spaghetti regular-sized meatballs. you got to make like a medium-small meatball, and you got to make a lot of them. Italian wedding soup. I don't know if you guys tried it. it it's, it's hard to describe. It's very savory and salty, but it's it's hearty. Uh, it's called Italian wedding soup for a reason. Italians can make a, a whole bunch of it uh, for, for a lot of people at a wedding. Can I stop you right there? No. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't, don't ask Kaibar for opinion on soup through the rest of your top five. Well, yeah, but I, I, I'm feeling the crowd mostly talking to you. <laughs> All right, number four. Fuck you, Ty Bob. That's that's the one soup I'll eat. It's great. All the all the greenery in it, kind of like when you look at it, you're just like, damn, that's it's like it's full. Like that's gonna am I like a rabbit? Am I just gonna? But you need all of the greenery, the basil, the mint, the cilantro. It was it was crafted very particularly and all the flavors work together so well those damn Asians number three this should be a staple for everybody's fall soup rotation it's an it's any kind of autumn squash soup but also specifically a butternut squash soup you can do it with all of them. My God, is it so good! You can even—I mean, you can—you can get fancy with it, and you can throw pumpkin in it too. Like you can. My favorite. You can do a bunch of different variations of it, but just so, if it's if it's squash, it's soup, and you know how to do it right, it's fun. Then I—I cheat, guys. Okay, Sam's Club has has an autumn squash soup that's that's prepackaged, and like. I could eat it cold. I could eat it hot. I dip stuff into it like it's tomato soup. Like I don't. It's it's the flavor. When I first tried it, just was like nothing I'd ever had before. And I I think I'm being a little bit uh, biased against it because like no. it, it came it came into my life so late. It's like this has not been a staple of my life. But like where have I where have I been? Where is has it been? in my life dude i got six of them things in my freezer right now (laughs) it's so good (laughs) all right all right all right number two um this is a this is a soup that i can make 
There's cheap versions, there's expensive versions, but ramen. I can doctor up the, what'd you say? Is ramen a soup? Yes. It, it's the, it's chicken noodle soup, but Asian. This guy does not know soups, man. God. You can doctor up the cheap version, a little packet ramen, uh, onions, mushroom, uh, soft boiled egg like you can you can get creative with that but like a, a good authentic ramen I th- I mean I think I've talked about it before when I was ranking uh, cuisine countries cuisines I mean ramen just blows a lot of other soups out of the water but not my number one um, and it is my favorite when my wife makes it this is the this is the second soup on my top five that my wife makes, but it is also my favorite soup ever. It's another soup that you can pair with a sandwich, and when you pair it with a steak sandwich, it makes for one hell of a dinner. French onion soup. French onion soup. And this this one takes a lot a lot of work too. Like there's a lot of onions you gotta cut to make a French onion soup. You gotta caramelize all those onions. And you gotta oh. You got to baby the the broth. Got to make sure it's on point. But this then you guy. just you cover it with cheese too. Like I mean, it's 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 the it's the best. And if you do it like the actual French style, there's like some like there's like a piece of bread in there too, underneath that cheese. But I don't know if you call I pair the pair a French onion soup with a steak sandwich, and then dip a steak sandwich in. The French onion, maybe get a little bit of that melty cheese on that bite too. Like, yeah, this guy knows his soup. <laughs> yeah, I do. Do you hear that list, Ty Bob? I heard the list. There's two on there. I I like. There's five There's out of five that I like. I dude, don't even. I mean, my honorable mentions too. Come on, seven out of seven that I love. Let me correct myself there. There's there's one that was hanging right on the edge that I feel like I could have thrown in with, with with the honorable mentions too, but I had already brought up tomato bisque, but like a lobster bisque. God, you want to spend the money on a good soup? Don't get it as an appetizer. You could have put any soup in there, and I would have agreed with you. Don't waste your money. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Sean eats any Sean eats anything liquid. Soup man. My favorite bane of my existence. Now, now, now that we're even on the on the subject, I, I this this one came came across my head too. Menudo, the Mexican hangover soup that's made with like uh, tripe, stomach whatever. You you get weirded out that it's like intestinal stuff, but the it tastes it tastes great. It's a it's a wonderful hangover cure myth as well. Tripe's pretty good. How, how do you feel about God, uh, you don't like soup, but then you like give me. Yeah, give me guts. Give me chicken guts. I like how, language. How do you too. feel about potato soup? I don't know what that is. Potato like, soup's good. Is it on the um, mention at all? Or were you thinking about there's, it? There's <sighs> potato soup is good. Even like a like a loaded potato soup. But I feel like it's a little bland compared to what I, I had listed. Outside of my tomato soup. 
I was going to say tomatoes is very bland, but okay. But that, that has a special place in my childhood heart. Baked potato soup. I'm not like craving baked, baked potato soup. Potato soup. You know? you know what I'm craving? It's my top five, motherfucker. To see a little bit of Justin Ross out on the field. Who are Why you do we even have him on the team? Why do we even have him on the team? Why? He averages, outside of the Bears game when we were up by 90, six snaps a game. He had four. He recorded four snaps this past game against the Jets. We've got wide receiver issues. Richie James is out. Rasheed is the only consistent receiver. Justin Watson goes out there and runs cardio. He's not even getting that many targets, though. Sky Moore is out there running cardio. We are going to Noah Gray before we go to most of our receivers. Our backup tight end. Kadarius Tony's getting 17 snaps. We are going to Clyde Edwards Alaire more often than we are going to most of our receivers. Does this bring up the point that maybe Patrick Mahomes has a receiver problem? Oh, we've known that there's a receiver problem. But does Patrick have a receiver problem? Like Patrick specifically doesn't gel with any of the receivers? He doesn't like throwing to them as much as tight ends or running backs. Oh, you're you're saying he just doesn't like wide receivers. I don't think that's the problem because he had no problem throwing to Tyreek. He had no problem throwing to Juju. He had no problem throwing to Sammy Watkins. It's not an issue of does he want to throw to a wide receiver or not. I think it's a problem of our receivers aren't good enough. They're not good enough to get open. They don't work to go back to the ball. They don't fight for the ball when it's in the air. And quite frankly, it seems like most of them, MVS included, don't understand the playbook or what Patrick Mahomes is trying to do. That That's fair enough, but I still think we're honestly taking our receivers until this offseason for free agency because this wide receiver class is spectacular. It might be spectacular, but we also don't have much cap room available. We'll restructuring out, restructuring Patrick Mahomes' deal, even if we don't get an early pick either. Even if we don't bring back bring back Chris Jones, we're still looking at roughly again, roughly $45 million worth of cap space. If we're gonna bring somebody in who's a free agent, we're going to have to pay them, and we still have plenty of other contracts that we need to get done and other positions that we need to fill. If we're going to make the transition to another receiver, we're going to have to trade for them in their rookie contract this year, and it's going to have to be somebody big or somebody who's willing to take a team-friendly deal. And I don't think there's any veterans out there who would be a free agent next year that are willing to do so. What about somebody that could be a free agent within the next week or two? Uh, It's a guy that I'm not very big on, but... Yeah. No. I know who you're talking about. I feel like the Chiefs may send a flyer out for Chase Claypool. Here's the thing. If they go after Chase Claypool, it's not going to be for anything. It's going to be, here's a seventh round for this year. No, he's going to get cut. 
He's going to get cut. Or he's going to get cut. And then he's probably going to be willing to go to the Chiefs over anyone else. And the thing is, Chase Claypool becomes a Kansas City Chief. Realistically, if he goes to any team, it's a one and done. You have bad body language. You loaf one play, have bad body language one time. Don't show up on time or early one time. You're out. You're done. There are two teams that have clearly given up on him in his first three seasons as an NFL player. And that doesn't happen with anybody who's a top three round pick. Chase Claypool is about to be out of the NFL. I completely agree, but I just was thinking this was a top three round draft pick. Uh, Chiefs love taking flyers on second chances, third chances. So, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. I think he immediately makes our wide receiver room better. I think he's better than all the receivers that we have combined. I think, I think Rashid, I think Rashid has more potential. I think with where the receivers are at right now, I think he is a better receiver, though it's his attitude that seems to be the problem. What has he done? In the is he better? How is he better than Kadarius Tony? Like, what is his ability Tony to stay done? healthy? Let's score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's I Chase mean, yeah, he's uh, done, his, he's his done one return thing in the Super Bowl. Two things right there, boom. Not and and not the turn is not a like, wide receiver he was, trait. He's still out there doing it though. He's he's way more athletic than Claypool. He just gets hurt a lot. I mean, a, the best a best ability is availability. That's, that's and Chase Claypool. We're not, not available gonna... this past week. Skip over him. I'm done with him. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily care if he comes to the Chiefs or not. Um, He's put, he's had two 800 plus yard seasons. His talent is definitely there. Uh, Kadarius Tony has never done that. MVS has never done that. None of our receivers have ever done that. Nobody in our team outside of Travis Kelsey has ever done that. That's why you got to get Justin Ross involved, man. That's what I, I think we've got a large problem. That kid, listen, we got to pull out all the stops. I don't know if Pat just doesn't trust these guys. I don't know what the issue is with Justin Ross and Andy Reid and Matt Nagy. At this point, we're a quarter way into the season. We got to figure it out. Are they just too afraid to make sure he doesn't get hurt again? Or who cares at this point? Exactly. I mean, he's on the team right now. You got to play him if he's he's available. If he wasn't healthy, the doctors wouldn't have cleared him. He would be on IR. He's available to play. You've got to play him. And that's what many things that went wrong on on Sunday and so far throughout the season is our wide receiver play. At this point, you gotta you gotta start trying anything and everything. That doesn't mean like throw guys out there and then you know pull them out and put them back in and change around the wide receiver group to where there's no chemistry like we were doing in the first couple games. But hey, let's start giving some guys some shots. Richie James isn't available. He's out. He's going to be out for a, for a while still. MVS is out there loafing it around. Kadarius Tony's getting 17 snaps. He's not healthy enough to be in. Justin Watson is a veteran on this team. He's a veteran in the league, and he's not garnering any targets while he's out on the on the field for 40 plus snaps. Like, 
let let's let's let some of these young guys who have a little bit of fire and hunger get out there and see what they can do instead of holding them back this entire time. Because if we can't start getting the offense together, we we we've got no shot at a Super Bowl. Now you're saying let the let the young guys go after mm-hmm. it, but Rasheed Rice is still one of the top targeted guys right now. But he is oh he seems needs like- to be out there all the time. But it seems like he has a major drop on a drive killer every single game so far. Do you think it's affecting what's going on or or, or what's going on there? I think he I think part of it is is he's not getting enough snaps. And he's averaging 30 he's averaging 30 snaps a game. I think he's not getting enough out there and a lot of it probably still has to deal with nerves. He's he's second on our team in targets right now. He's, he's right. He's behind. He's behind Travis Kelsey in targets, and it's not a lot. It's not. And part of that could be, and part of that is due to him not getting enough snaps. If you're getting thirty to thirty-five snaps when you've got seventy total offensive snaps, so you're getting fifty percent or less. That just continues to limit how many targets you could get, and he's one of the guys who's consistently getting open. He's the one of the only guys. He's the only receiver, not not including Travis Kelsey. He's the only receiver who is consistently at least working to get open. I don't care if he's dropping the ball. If he's the only guy we're going to, because he's the only guy open, he'll get it together eventually. Unless he's just another Dwayne Bow. You you touched on the base of the problem. Play calling and your quarterback's ability can only do so much. But if your receivers aren't creating separation, getting open things are just going to be difficult. And I do not think, um, you know, with Kadarius, Tony be playing healthy, I would say we're better, but he's not, he's not playing very much. And I, I, I don't think because of that, I don't think he's like 100% healthy when he's healthy. I think he can create a good deal of separation, but, is that not one of Justin Ross's like strengths? Like I know he's a taller receiver with a big catch radius, but like he put people on skates in the preseason. He had two or three videos out about like his route running. Get we got to try something. Let him loose. I don't think I don't think the issue is is. You know, you touched on. I don't think the issue is mainly play calling. I think it's, I think it's effort, and maybe it's skill. Maybe it is a, a lack of skill that these white. We know MVS can't get open. I've been saying Sky Moore looks great. Sky Moore looks great with the ball in his hands, but he's not. He's not creating that much separation this year. He's out there running cardio. That's all he's doing. That's all Sky Moore does out there. We either need to start coming up with more gimmick plays for some of these guys to help create separation initially, or I don't know, man. One one thing I did notice this season so far compared to previous seasons, we're running less motion pre-snap. As far as just receivers go or what? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's still quite a bit of motion going on. I'm saying compared to previous years where, you know, and it's most specifically you look at a guy like Tyreek where you have him 
including the Dolphins, are having him run in motion to get top speed as quickly as possible at the snap. Um, you know, that could be a thing that could help initiate some of that uh, separation at the snap is starting to run even more motion, run at every single play, run double motions, get these guys moving around. So number one, we can easily tell whether they're in man or zone, but also that helps with rub routes and creates further separation immediately. So some of these guys can get more looks. Look, we've got some well-documented problems, but I think there's one quite obvious thing that still went our way on Sunday night. And it was a good thing that you guys told me to bench Joe Mixon or whatever. I, I played Isaiah Pacheco over him, and Sean gifted me the dub. <laughs> You're welcome. But look, this is not going to be a popular opinion for Patrick Mahomes. It's not going to be a popular opinion for like a lot of people, a lot of lay fans that watch the NFL. Uh, it's not going to be a popular opinion for the NFL execs that want big scores and a lot of money. But, dude, running the ball has been working for us. And, look, if we turn into a team that starts handing the ball off, like, let's say 10% more, your receivers don't necessarily have to work as hard to get open. That running game is going to open up everything else that Pat can do. More play action, more RPO. That helps tremendously. And just if it's working, let's go with it, man. Let's not Pacheco, forget also, like, this is like has never. Um, it's not. I, I think he's had like one or two, or this may even be still a true statement. He almost never has a negative carry. His his running style in in tandem with how good our offensive line is at run blocking, like just do it, man. Let's not overstate it either. It, even though that game was ugly and that was the best game that we've ever seen Zach Wilson play in the NFL, that is probably the best defense that we're going to face all year long. I know we've got the Eagles later on in the season. We've also got the bills later on in the season. That will most likely be the best defense that we see in 2023-2024. Maybe. I maybe, but they were not looking like the best defense until that safety happened. That god awful no. safety. But that's also that's also part of it is your team or group needs to be able to bounce back and they went down 17 nothing and bounced back quickly. Because of the bullshit safety call. Yes, yes, it was a BS safety call. But regardless, it got called, and then they were able to bounce back. And they had us pinned deep, so it was going to be a rough go for us anyway in that position. And that defense was able to garner some momentum, help Zach Wilson out. That is the best defensive unit that we are going to see this year. And to come out on top, a win is a win is a win in the NFL. Sometimes you got to take your lickings and you just got to move on. 
And I think there's a lot that we can garner. <laughs> kind of like the Texans game. game from last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a lot that we can take from this game too. Cause you know, Sean, you were saying that they, they didn't look good until they got that safety, but then they got the safety and they're running stunt after stunt after stunt. We're supposed to have the best offensive line or the, or a top three offensive line in the league, but that offensive line on Sunday night got tossed around like ragdolls by that defensive front from the New York Jets. Quinton Williams was eating. CJ Mosley was eating. Now, they may not have had a, a lot of sacks, but they were getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes, which caused a lot of the, the two interceptions that he had, a lot of it going 18 for 30. Um, you know, just Patrick not having a good day. Those DBs are good enough to lock those guys up early enough. That when Patrick gets forced from the pocket and he's getting chased down by these young defensive linemen, they're fast enough to get there and cause just a lot of havoc around the field. That is the best defensive front we will see. I'll give you that, yeah. And that's going to help us moving forward in this season. That's one of the. That's why it was nice having this game so early. That's going to help our offense, Matt Nagy, Andy Reid, and that offensive line really get structured when we come up later on in the season against the Eagles and, and against the bills and their defensive fronts. Cause the bills are most likely going to have uh Von Miller back and being able to match up against those fits. And when they do their stunts, that way we can protect Patrick Mahomes a little bit better, especially going into the off season. That's why I don't mind having these troubles and these offensive penalties and the, and the penalties on Juwan Taylor, it's going to take some time, but all those boys are going to get it fixed up. And that's what, I I mean, it, it looks wrong for right now, but seeing these things right now going later on in the season, they're all veterans. They're all going to going to get a lot better for it. And that's kind of what I like to see here at the beginning of the season. Uh, speaking of Jawan Taylor, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it looked like whenever he was taking his step back on the hike, he was taking a much smaller, choppier step back. Do you think that's the way he's going to adjust everything going on? Because the beginning of the season, he looked like he was taking a very, very long step back right away. So, do you think the choppy steps are going to try to help him avoid those penalties going forward, or what? What is that right there? Well, we didn't see any illegal formation penalties, did we? No, <laughs> not that's what I'm one. saying. Do you think that's what Andy's saying, or do you think he's switching what he does up? Um, I, I think it's a review of film. Like it, it's, it's a one-off. Not not a one play, right? But a one game scenario. I'd like to see a little bit more. I think to determine I, what that is, but that that first step has a lot to do with the uh, with the way the defense is aligned and 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 how how he studied his opponent going into that game. So yeah, it'll be matchup dependent. I would assume. Um, the other thing is, is it could have been shortened up to help him be faster. If you have that long step back, you're really off balance. You typically leave yourself wide open. Uh, so uh, we'll have to watch it again, but it, it it could be either of the two things. Um, defense is another thing that just went completely right. Even though Zach Wilson had the best game that we've ever seen from him in the NFL, we still held that offense who does have some weapons, including Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook and Garrett Wilson to only 18 points. This defense has been stand out four games into this season. 
could and be I mean, the best defense in the league. Justin Reed, or whatever, yeah, Justin Reed, he tripped over a helmet on that touchdown catch. Yep. How often do you see that in in an NFL game? Well, that's a that's another illegal hands to the face that didn't get called. Uh, if you review that that play as well, but to to slip on your helmet and still almost be there for it, it's good effort by Justin. Nothing, Tybo. Appreciate you, dude. <laughs> I'm sure, man. I Tybo. haven't been talking like the whole fucking episode, but that's all right. Been trying to get you involved, Tybo. Tell me or plays or players of the game. And if you have any takeaways from the jets game, bro, you know what it is. Like we, we pay the refs off just to give us a holding call so we can sneak away with the win. Like this chiefs gang up in this bitch dog. You like, that's how we win super bowls. Be mad haters. I don't give a fuck. We have finally become the dynasty where we get all the calls. Not in the first half, but in the second half. When not, really not in the not in the first half. Yeah. Anyways, right. Jesus, cut that! Ruined that it. You dope. ruined it, man. You Fuck ruined you. it with your you. slight little voice crack. Hey, read the message thread. Read that message again. <laughs> <laughs> Unhinged Tybo on coffee. No more coffee. During shows, <laughs> no more coffee for you. Jeez, I was just in the mood for some, bro. Come on. <laughs> um, that game was not pretty. I don't know if I have a player or a play of the game outside of obviously Patrick Mahomes' final play sliding down right before the end zone showing off like he's on Broadway. That was wonderful. Screwed a lot of people out of money. If you took the over, uh, which was pretty awesome. Good for you, Pat. We could, we could have scored and had two scores up and it, it wouldn't have mattered anyways, but you know, he just wanted to, wanted to end with the ball in Casey's hand. And I don't mind that. Beautiful. Love it. So we all took a loss on that game, even though we didn't call it. No, no. We all said chiefs win. Technically, we didn't say cover. Calm down. Nobody ever said cover. We took a we took a loss, and that's all. But the Chiefs still come out with a win. And this week, the Chiefs go against the potentially the worst defense in the league in the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Nah, that was the Bears, man. The Broncos are pretty bad too, bro. <laughs> bottom bottom five defense. Fantastic offense. <laughs> bottom five defense. It is in Minnesota, and it is a three o'clock game. I, we oh. we have no more noon games. It's so not Kirk noon Cousins, time, Kirk. Not outside noon time, of noon, Kirk. Mm, we'll have to see how it goes. It is home game, Kirk. Though it is home it's game. Not noon time, Kirk. Though I'm not worried. You you're not worried about it at all. Not noon time, Kirk. Not worried. Fucking God, man. just nah, shut up. Stop saying stuff. You're ruining this, man. <laughs> That's why you we had me and you talk so much, Sean. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, make sure hey, to Trent McDuffie, Justin Jefferson. Hey. Showdown of just... the ages. <laughs> 
Yeah, make sure to make sure to catch that show on catch it Friday. like a receiver, like Justin Jefferson is. Unlike Kadarius Tony. We'll Ouch. catch you next time. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.